Hey guys, this is Tyler Padgett. I'm the lead pastor of the Courageous Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. And my hope is that this podcast encourages you, that it builds your faith, and that it pushes you to make a difference. You can join us in person on the weekends, Sundays at 9.30 and 11, at any one of our locations across the Ozarks. Check out our social media pages to find a campus near you. I believe you're listening today for a reason. Let's do this, turn up the volume, and let's go. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here on Mother's Day, and it's always my greatest joy and honor when it's my turn to serve and speak the word of God to you today. I have an exciting message. Today, I'm going to be preaching on Esther And the first thing I want to do is gain the support of all of the men in the house. Because I promise this is going to be a strong and manly message. So just because it's a book about a girl named Esther doesn't mean that it's not for men or that it can only be spoken by a woman to a woman in a room full of only women. Right? You get my point. So will you be with me today? Will you give me some manly amens? This is really a kingdom call today. It's about a rising up and a determination to move into what God has for you. And so today mixed in the story of a girl named Esther is a strong kingdom call for every single person in this room. And then I want to dedicate, of course, my message to every mother in the house. And I want to encourage you today that your voice is very needed for such a time as this. Your voice is very, very needed and wanted, and I can't imagine a a time when it is more needed. Because the enemy is coming after our families and our kids and our lives, and they're not being silent, and neither we should we. Can I get an amen? Amen. So today, I'm going to unpack a little bit of the story of Esther. And I want you to understand when we start talking about a person that lived a long time ago, the book is full of these prophetic layers. And so it was true and it happened to Esther. But then there's an application for your life today. And there is also a prophetic application of what might happen in the future as you look and unpack a story like this. So Esther is this ordinary girl and she is chosen to be queen. And it was a role she didn't choose, she had no training for, and yet what was inside of her was the answer to the problem that nobody knew was coming. She ends up uncovering a plot by an evil man and a wicked spirit trying to raise up in the land. And other evil leaders that were coming up into power almost undercover. And the plan was to completely exterminate all the Jews in Persia. But because she finds favor with the king, she ends up saving the entire Jewish population from genocide. Not only are the Jews saved, but they win a great victory over their enemies and an epic reversal. 
So it wasn't just stopped, it was turned around. And what was meant to work against them started working for them. And I declare that today, that every evil force of darkness, I put you on notice today because the, the word of God will not just stop you in your tracks, but it will reverse things for the children of God. And I say today that God has the final word in your life and in this house and over our church and over our region and over your kingdom assignment. God has the final word today. So when you open the first chapter of Esther, I wanted to tell you the whole story and how it ended a little bit because it is so many details. You need to read the book of Esther. It's an amazing story. But I am going to talk today about Esther's rise up from where she was at into her position of power mostly today. And we start, I want you to see the vastness and the extravagance of the world she is about to be thrust into. Esther 1 and 4 says, this is talking about King Xerxes, for a full 180 days, he displays the vast wealth of his kingdom and splendor and glory of his majesty. So he throws a huge party and has show and tell for 180 days with the whole military to show off all of the lands he's conquered, all of the things they've acquired, and it took them 180 days to have this kind of party. So we're talking about some kind of splendor. And then he wraps it up with a seven-day banquet at the palace for the entire city of Susa. And the whole party was going perfect. Chapter one and six, it says, this is how it was described, and I love this description because I kinda like design and I like things to be just right, but this is over the top, guys. It's amazing. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen, so I want you to think of this, beautiful curtains fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other, and royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink in his own way. Has anybody paid for an open bar before? <laughs> I don't think it's really wise to say, just drink in your own way. For the king instructed the wine stewards to serve every man what he wished. This is an amazing scene. So... This takes up party planning to another level. And I just want to point out here to my husband, we have been not on the same page many times about which couch to buy. In like 25 years of marriage, we've never agreed on which couch should go in our living room. But I would like to point out today that I have never asked for a couch of gold. <laughs> I'm doing good. 
And then under the couches of gold, just as the pavement, as these costly stones like crushed up to make a beautiful mosaic. And wine, not everybody was served wine in their own custom golden goblet. And this is the whole city. So this wasn't like a pack of 10,000 from Amazon. These are handcrafted golden goblets that each person gets with an open bar for seven days. And this is like the party I, I told them to throw out in the lobby today for Mother's Day. I told them these are the vibes we're looking for. We didn't quite go that far, but I do want you to buy some potpourri for your mother. Nothing says royalty like a beautiful bowl of potpourri with beautiful fragrance in your living room. Whatever this earthly king can come up with though, it pales in comparison to what the king of kings has for you. Because when we see in the Bible an earthly king that has such lavish and extravagant things, we're reminded of our king of kings and he is not going to be outdone by an earthly king. And so our heavenly king has so much more for you. He is not lacking, but he has abundance and he is not cutting off you from your supply. Can I get an amen? There's only one thing that he didn't have control of and there was a hiccup in the party. He calls for beautiful Queen Vashti to show her off to everyone. Verse 12, but when the attendants deliver the king's command, Queen Vashti refuses to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. So he did what any man would do in his position. He banishes his queen and removes her from the kingdom because he was afraid what people would say. They would tell everyone far and wide that he threw a huge party but the queen would not listen to him. So his trusted advisors come up with this plan and they decide they're going to turn a very bad day in the kingdom into a very good day. An excited forward-looking plan that everyone can be a part of. They decide on a huge beauty contest and they gather up all of the most beautiful girls in all of the land. And that's where we find Mordecai. He's a Jewish exile. He's living in Susa and he is a God-fearing Jew and he's raising his beautiful orphan niece. So we also have here a picture of a godly man, a good man going above and beyond to do the work, work and the will of God in his own life, raising, raising his niece when um, his brother was dead. His mother, Esther's parents were dead. But now Esther has been taken and from a position of an orphan without much in the world. And in one day, she is put into a position of prominence in the kingdom. But it's not yet. She's taken out and she can start to sense what God is doing in her life. And a beauty contest and choosing a queen is no small deal. Has anybody watched The Crown? Much to my husband's dismay, I've watched it all. <laughs> it's the story of the royal family. 
And choosing a queen is a huge deal and there's a lot, a lot that goes into it. So between 400 to 500 girls are gathered up and Esther is put under the care of a eunuch named Haggai. And in just one day, she goes from orphan to the palace. Preachers all the time say this phrase, and I have been dying to say it. Will you humor me this morning? Okay. I'm sure she was saying, one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. Just one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. When God is on your side, you can go from orphan to the palace in one day. But she's still one of 500 at this point. But it's here when we start to get the sense that there is something really special about Esther because this eunuch that she is assigned to, it says she earns his favor and he begins to give her special treatments. And the special treatments were special food, special beauty treatments, and she even gets seven handmaidens. So this part is like, what? She gets seven handmaidens, her own quarters in the harem that are the best of all. And so we get the sense of favor on Esther's life, even at the beginning of this. So she's taken, she's not yet come into her own. She's not come into what God has called for her, but she can feel the favor. And I want to tell you, some of you, you guys are just like that today. You are sensing the favor on your life. You are sensing the perfume of your life rise up before God, but yet God is still making you bigger on the inside. You're feeling that there is something more and you're still not satisfied. Life is better than it's ever been for you. You have more than what you've ever had, but you still have this calling, this nagging feeling on the inside that maybe I was made for more. Maybe there's something more. There is a 12-month minimum prep time. So you had to go and purify yourself for a minimum of 12 months before that you were qualified to meet the king. And that would include these special beauty treatments, soaking in perfumes. I don't know what you would do to get ready for 12 months. I have no idea what kind of beauty treatment lasts lasts 12 months long. But it was a 12 month minimum. But in actuality, history tells us there was probably more like a four year gap. And I want to pause right here for just a minute because some of you are on this path to your purpose and you feel like there has been a delay. And you don't know why and you can feel the favor on your life, but it's not going the way you think. And you're getting bored with the favor of God. Because you sense there's something more in your life. But these delays 
Sometimes they're sent from the enemy. But let me tell you what usually happens with delays. The enemy uses delays in your destiny sometimes because you will abort the will of God. He doesn't even have to do anything. You'll just give up. You'll say, this isn't for me. This isn't going how I wanted or how I expected, and I'm out. But not every delay is even from the enemy. Some of them are from God because you're not ready yet. Because you're not ready to move to the next level. And can God, I ask you today, still be in control in your life when he's not on your timeline and he seems very late? The answer is yes. Yes, God is in control. Was she out of the will of God? No. But the bigger the plan, the more the enemy wants to give you those kind of delays. But then the day came. And this scripture right here is what called, arrested my attention and called me to even preach this passage today. Verse 2 and 15 says, When the turn came for Esther, and one day the page turned, and it was her turn. She suddenly was in the moment that she wondered if would even happen at all. Because out of 500 girls, not all of them even got called. It wasn't like a fair thing. A lot of them didn't even get called. And I hear the Spirit of God today announcing Can you hear the Spirit of God? Can you hear it with me? Can you close your eyes and imagine the Spirit of God announcing over your life? Your turn has come. You're walking into the moment that you've been feeling and you've been preparing for. Can I get an amen today? Everything is coming into alignment in the long season of preparation, even though it may have been delayed by one, two, Three, four years, one day the page turns. There's been disappointments, but there's also been incredible faithfulness of God in this last season. I want to go back to that verse and finish it. When the turn came for Esther, and he calls on her history, the girl that Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of Uncle Abihail, to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. And she passed the test. And there's always an examination at the time of the passing of the test. And I see the test in this scripture. Do you see it? Because She had to pass the test. See, all this time, God had given her this special ally, the eunuch Haggai, but she had to choose if she was going to listen to him, if he was really sent from God to help her. Because this was her moment, and the Bible tells us that the girls in this position, they could choose anything they want. They could dress themselves and adorn themselves in any way they chose for this moment 
and she chooses only what Haggai has asked her to wear or to all the things that he thought would catch the king's eye. And she did. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai suggested because God had given her favor at this point with the one who had favor with the king. She didn't yet have favor with the king, so God gave her favor with the one who had the favor. And she was faced with the choice if she was going to listen to the instruction or was she going to make an image of herself that she maybe had been dreaming about for this time? It's really easy to quit listening when you don't agree with the advice you're getting. But you have to know, is this someone who has favor with the king that, is, that my entire destiny might be hinged on my ability to hear the word of God through this servant? You have to pass this test because there's a, no, a more important, harder test coming up. And then everything changes. There's this huge shift and she becomes the queen. And I want to speak for just a moment here today that this next season that you are walking into, I am speaking to a few people I know. I know that I am speaking to a few people in this room because as I was preparing this message, I saw your faces come up before me. This next season will be marked by adaptation, adjustment, and acceptance of yet more roles. But this time you might have more recognition, more provision, and a lot more favor. More proximity, learning how to navigate people of power. Not forgetting who you were, but becoming who you are meant to be. Can we rise up, our spirits rise up to the moment and walk in to become all that God wants us to be? Because in this season, she loses dependence on the one Haggai that she has counted on to tell her how to gain the king's favor. And now she had to understand the king's favor for herself. She was still required to grow, even though she didn't have someone holding her hand anymore. And in this new season, I declare that we will walk the part. We will talk the part. We will speak the part. We will rise up. We will handle our money in a new way. Get up in the morning in a new way. I feel like it's getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> We're gonna handle our money in a new way. We're gonna get up in the morning in a new way. We are gonna practice our generosity in a new way. 
understand people rely on you in a new way. She's gonna learn how to hold her authority with the king and the kingdom in this new season because she gets an entirely new identity even from the one that she had just gotten used to because she was just one of 500 and she went from being one of 500 to the one. And I say that today that in your industries and in your fields, you're going from one of many to the one of one. But we cannot offer the excuses of the last season because they no longer work in the new season. You grew up poor, great, you're rich now, right? She was an orphan, she was all alone. Now she is with everyone and has total access to anything. That excuse didn't work anymore. I've always done it like this. I'm a free spirit. I don't like the schedule the king is on. When you don't have someone to hold your hand anymore and you have been thrust into the moment in which you were created for, will you still keep growing? And even as unbelievable as it sounds, because everyone thinks that they would do the right thing when given an unbelievable chance, but not everyone does. And we see that with Queen Vashti. Don't disdain your position and call it stifling. Don't disdain what God, where God has put you and the anointing he has put on your shoulders and call it stifling because it's uncomfortable and it's heavier than it was before. But I ask you today to rise up. If God has put you in a position of favor and destiny and you conform, you refuse to conform to the expectations of the next level, at some point you too will be removed, hindered or pushed down just like Queen Vashti, but I say today that we will not make that mistake, that we will rise up into this moment, that we will rise up into the destiny for such a time as this, because it's never been more important. You can't stop saying yes to God. We have to have this yes in our spirits that attacks every single day and says yes today, yes tomorrow, yes to what my future holds, yes when it's difficult. Because what we are working on here today and what I'm speaking of are kingdom assignments that have been delivered in this room. And it's not to build your own kingdom but it's to build the kingdom he has placed you in. And in this moment when all the things are coming together, I ask you the question, will you choose favor or will you choose fame? Because they look alike. 
but it's uncovered in the moments of tension. Favor and fame almost look the same. But in the moment of tension, it will be uncovered and it'll be, it'll be spread abroad what you were really all about. And so with the heart of God today, I ask you to use what God has put in your life to build the kingdom of God and don't choose the temporary over favor with the king. Queen Vashti was banished forever from the kingdom and Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her plus the kings. And this season I speak will be marked by collective effort, working as teams to hold and house the greatest outpouring of God's spirit. That's right, one claps, everybody claps. Are you ready? Can you feel it in the atmosphere? The greatest outpouring of God's spirit to ever come to the earth? In Jesus' name, because this story was given us to show us how to handle the favor of God. And he hasn't lost power, but he's only increasing in the earth in the name of Jesus. And I see men and women of God answering the call like never before. And you believe me that the devil wants me to believe the opposite. He wants me to believe the exact opposite. So when you start feeling that negativity and that, that hard thing to, to hear, I want you to understand and turn it around. He wants me to believe that nobody is interested, that nobody has the time, no one has the right abilities, that no one has the mental strength. Everybody's weak. Nobody's courageous. Nobody will house any responsibility, that the money will dry up and that there's not enough opportunities but I speak the exact opposite into the atmosphere of this room. There is no lack. There is no lack. People are so interested in what God has. There is more than enough time, more than enough ability sitting in this room. We have mental strength like never before. We have courage on top of courage on top of courage because we are the courageous church. And there is enough money in this kingdom, God's kingdom, to meet every single one of the demands that will be placed on the children and the kingdom and the leaders that God is appointing. feel like I need to say that again. There is more than enough supply. There is more than enough resource and more than enough money and more than enough favor. And there's many of you in this room that God is releasing into positions of favor. But I feel that there are a few of you in this room that are to be very specific kingdom builders. And I ask you today, will you choose favor 
over fame. And don't worry about your title because just like Esther, God will do the shifting. In one day, from orphan to the kingdom, and then in one more day, from training to the queen. You are never stuck, you are never forgotten if you are saying yes to God. When there are no positions open, God still knows exactly where he's positioning you. Because the crazy thing is, Esther was growing up, getting the right things placed inside of her by her uncle Mordecai. And there was no position available. They didn't even need a queen. They had a queen, nobody was looking for a queen. But in one day, everything changed. And whatever's just beyond our sight, God is already there. The foes and the spirits of darkness will challenge. They will challenge the great work of God that is ahead of us. But even when we cannot see God working and the things of our life seems like disconnected events and you don't even know if God is in it at all, I tell you today that God is with you. He is calling you. Do you feel him calling you to rise up on the inside? Mother of God, son of God. Do you sense the destiny and the favor and the perfume of your life going up before him? Do you know that there's something more? And will you answer the kingdom call today? Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like and subscribe. You can even share this on your social media. If you do, tag us at The Courageous Church and share what God is doing in your life. Always remember, God's calling you to be strong and very courageous in all that you do. I hope to see you soon. God bless.